1: In my new book, With Mark Tim, mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by my friend, Tom Ross. Tom is a master practitioner of the advanced rapid enlightenment process developed by our friend, Matthew Ferry who is co-founder of the Center for Rapid Enlightenment. Um, Tom teaches the principles of defiant spirituality and practical mysticism to students around the world. He donates his time and practice of assisted karmic rebalancing to veterans suffering from PTSD. He's also a mortgage industry veteran, currently leading a top-producing team specializing in residential loan origination. He's also an avid climber and lives in Phoenix with his wife and kids. Tom, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Seth. Of
1: course. So we're going to go back in time just a little bit. Please. And we're going to talk about how to, first, we're going to go to the old life and then the transformation. So talk a little bit about how you got into the mortgage industry and how you grew to the success that you have been in that
2: industry. So the, I got into the mortgage industry in 1998. And I've seen all the different market cycles over my you know 25 years coming up now. Uh, in the industry, and um, it is uh, essentially it was by accident. You know, it was uh it was something I did my first job essentially out of uh, out of college. I happened to be really good at it. Started a company, had a company with a uh, with a few different friends. Lost that company. Set up another company to prove that I wasn't a failure, uh, and then eventually uh, along the way grew into a a top producer that had a had a considerable amount of of people and responsibility uh, underneath them. Now interestingly, we uh, read the uh, the bio in the, the beginning. Um, and I've got to confess, I've got to, I have to update that bio because I, uh, through my career of top production, I wound up taking a sabbatical year in 2022. I literally, um, you know, wanted to take a year to discover a little bit more about myself and what I wanted out of my life. When I came back, I actually dissolved the entire team, the entire structure, and relaunched a independent mortgage broker. just myself as a as a solopreneur on that side, and, uh, and I did that honestly in in favor of being able to kind of like express this uh, spiritual teacher healer part of me and be able to do it in a way uh, that didn't require me to to be concerned about what other people were doing all the time and how to and how to move them.
1: It sounds like I'm sure the longer version is going to be in the book that. You've undergone a profound transformation and were able to, like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly, shed your old skin to evolve and serve at a higher level. Am I summarizing that correct?
2: Yeah, yeah. The The, the bullet points are in 2017, my mind went stone quiet after doing uh, rapid enlightenment process work and an advanced rapid enlightenment process work uh, with our friend Matthew Ferry. Uh, when that happened, um, you know, you might you might term it kind of a, a bit of a spiritual awakening. I also uh, started experiencing in other people the things that were disrupting them, um, you know, uh, karmically. This is this is all this is all karma work. In 2019, I started living living a double life, Seth. Where on one hand, I was this top producing mortgage guy, on the other hand. I was like this teacher healer guy doing trauma release work with people who were suffering from post traumatic stress and so this entire process has been essentially me you know to your analogy in the cocoon figuring out who and what I am and then ultimately emerging as this whole other thing was once just a mortgage guy now moving into uh, to teacher healer uh, capacity on the other hand
1: Okay so let's go into that cuz that's obviously what you're doing now how did you find Matt and the Advanced uh, and the Center for Rapid Enlightenment in the first place?
2: So I first was exposed to Matthew uh, back in my old real estate training. He once upon a time was a uh, was a master coach and a a monster real estate trainer in the industry, and I was a mortgage guy. And I I figured, I'm like, hey, if I'm going to get coaching in my mortgage career, why not sit in a room full of prospects, i.e. sit with a bunch of realtors? And uh, just through that company, I happened to get exposed to, to Matthew. I went through uh, an NLP program that he put on for about a year and a half. It was extraordinary uh, from a mindset standpoint. And I tell you what, you know, Matthew, the spiritual teacher, I got an email um, probably about eight years ago or so that said that he had a mastermind that he was putting on. And I'm like, oh, I remember Matthew from back in my back in my training days. There's something interesting about that. And I took a flyer on this mastermind and through that process became exposed to the rapid enlightenment process and then and then ultimately evolved into where we are now. Okay, so talk a little bit about
1: what the rapid
2: enlightenment process is, because I'm sure most of
1: our viewers and listeners probably haven't heard of it.
2: Yeah, so the the rapid enlightenment process, uh, as defined by Matthew, is a series of contextual shifts, like ways that that like shift your thinking like uh, about the world. That when you when you adopt the uh, the different contexts, like there's a an immediate change in a higher degree of peace, calm, flow uh, that you're into. And so some of these some of these uh, concepts could be something like uh, the you know that you are a soul, and the soul that you are is infinite. Now it's one thing to say that it's one thing to intellectualize around that. Maybe you have a belief structure on that. Maybe you don't. However, um, having a subjective experience of uh, of yourself as something outside of this uh, this sack of meat, you know, that we're essentially piloting around, produces a different experience of life. And there's a whole series of contextual shifts that occur. Uh, another component to the rapid enlightenment process is really understanding what your uh, what your mind is the recognizing the survival mechanism that your mind is Matthew calls it the drunk monkey and uh and the unconscious reflexes so so I have this hallucination that I'm running around living my life like I'm intentional with it and I'm controlling my thinking and the reality is is most of the things that you think that you feel that you react to are essentially just like unconsciously programmed you know they're occurring without your, you know, without your uh, awareness, and then essentially you're responding to them in the environment, and then lastly is uh, is a is really kind of healing um, uh, the soul and be making peace with the, the most fundamental survival aspects of of consciousness, which are you know what we call in the uh, in the Center for Rapid Enlightenment the, uh, hidden motives, uh, to survive. So things that you've heard before in various religious, uh, backgrounds, but maybe some of you haven't things like greed and grudge and hatred and humble and victim, the need to hide yourself, traitor, illogical rules, pride, resistance, lazy, like these, these kind of like archetypal things. Well, they're, they're legitimately survival functions. They show up in life and we are, you know, and, and when you identify them, you identify them where they're showing up and you start releasing them in your life, when you combine all those things together, it produces an extraordinary state of calm and flow and peace, uh, in the in the with the people who who take that work on. And we all want calm and flow and peace for sure. What is defiant spirituality? So defiant spirituality is what I call essentially the uh the soul, like like what the soul, so the soul that you are essentially has volition to express what it is there are creative aspects Seth, of human uh that, that are just you un- they're unique to the soul you are you may not be the only human that has them but your combination of them make them come uh, make the make yours unique so for me the the soul that i am or something like teacher is is, is, a, is a creative aspect of the soul that i am uh you know like uh monk or renunciate i love being away from everybody and everything you know uh, you know, uh, spiritual teacher is uh, is an aspect of that. Leader is an aspect of the soul that I am. Uh, you know, builder. I've been an entrepreneur. You know, my entire life. Like these are aspects of just what my soul is, and it's essentially being what it is at all times. So when you think of defiant spirituality, it's not necessarily like I'm pushing against something. Think of it like you're looking out at the ocean. And there's this jutting piece of rock that's coming out and the waves are crashing over. it. And when the waves are all the way out, you can't even see the rock. And then the waves recede and the rock's still there. And then boom, the next wave comes in and it comes out and the rock's still there. Defiant spirituality is essentially, it's like your soul is that rock. It is always there. It is always doing what it's doing. And it's almost like defying the elements around it that uh, that may hide it, may obscure it, may... If it's the weather, if it's the waves, whatever it happens to be, the defiant spirituality is the soul essentially being what it is at all times. And then the thing that we get to do as as human beings in the process is like figure out what are the creative aspects of human that are my soul? What does my soul transmit? Everybody knows something about themselves, right? What are the other things? And then how do I align my life in such a way that I get to bring more of that into uh, the world because when I align my life to express what I am at a soul level, things feel great. You feel more energized, you feel more gratitude, you feel more joy. And that's really kind of the juice.
1: How did your work with veterans start?
2: Work with veterans started uh, with, uh, you know, when I was talking about the the trauma release work uh, that uh, that I mentioned earlier. a lot of times, you know, I I basically just asked a couple of veterans when I was really scared and I didn't know what I was, uh, I didn't know who I was or what I was doing. I just knew I had an ability to kind of like help people heal. And I went, hey, I've got a perspective about you know some of the stuff that you you think or or some of the stuff that you feel from, uh, from uh, post-traumatic stress. And I would describe the process. It's like, Seth, you and I are having this conversation, right? And there's like a thousand versions of me going that way. And there's a thousand versions of you uh, stretching behind you. And we're having this conversation and something happens in the environment. And you and I may be okay talking here, but it's like three versions of me ago raises my hand and says, hey... I've got a problem with this, this reminds me of a time when or the same thing happens on your side. So when the the soul experiences 100% of itself at all times, however, it lacks the ability to disregard what isn't immediately relevant, like that's kind of the perspective with respect to releasing some post traumatic stress, it's not necessarily about the event that occurred, uh, occurred here and now, we can we're highly evolved and intellectual human beings. Uh, that know that we should feel a certain way about a certain thing, or we know we should be able to get out, get over it. But it's the different versions of us that have experienced a similar trauma or have had associated trauma in the past that that I can go in and I can find that disrupted information. I can have them heal it in themselves. And then they experience a release of the symptoms. So it really just started because I uh, I have always had a soft spot for veterans. It They were the people who I Jumped in with and worked with earliest in my mortgage career, and I always found that they give so much. And you sign your you sign your name to that dotted line, and you have no idea what the cost and the price is going to be. And I just really had a calling to be able to you know to, to be able to want to reach these people and be able to give back to them in some way, uh, in a way that they're, uh, they're suffering uh, that they uh, that they maybe haven't tried before
1: you are doing some incredible work what are some of the biggest misconceptions you think
2: that exist around what you're doing uh one thing that uh that came up was that it has to be you know so the work that i do is i give people an experience of this phenomenon called karma like what is it it doesn't really exist in the west right so what is karma what is the filter that it creates on the reality? How does it influence how I feel about life, how I experience life? And then ultimately, I take them through a—I'll take them through a release process in the classes that I teach, um, and then they get to experience. I felt a certain way about a certain thing. Now I feel totally different. Like, what does that mean? Like, how do and how do I apply that the rest of uh, the rest of my life? And the one thing that I that that uh, came up recently that I think is really interesting is. People were relating it to, you know, is this a psychedelic thing? You know, is there, are there, you know, because that's a, that's a big thing in, in, in alternative medicine right now is MDMA, psilocybin, ayahuasca, DMT, you name it. There's, there's, there's a something for everybody. And that stuff is great. You know, that's, it's a fantastic way for some people to, to move it. That's not me. You know, I'm not, uh, I, the, the, my approach my individual awakening, if it uh, 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 as it were um, is linear, is rational, is logical, deeply intuitive as well. you know the modality that we use in the advanced rapid enlightenment process is essentially utilizing uh, muscle testing, which is applied kinesiology uh, as a way to to help us help us not just discern but really kind of like pierce our own denial mechanism to be able to figure out like what's the thing that's really going on. And it's so it's linear, rational, it's intuitive, it doesn't require any kind of like altered states of consciousness. And I think personally, Seth, the place that I occupy in this space, I think that is uh, being this, this mortgage guy with this background of like business. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, there's actually, there's, there's a safe place to be extraordinarily spiritual that i don't have to blow up my entire life that i don't have to put myself in a completely uh, in a completely altered state of consciousness and run the risks that, that come with that type of work and i think that it is uh, i think that that that's the biggest misconception is that you can be extraordinarily spiritual awakened uh, enlightened name your adjective and it doesn't have to come at the cost of of a uh, of a, of a trip you know if you if, if you will your passion is obvious what do you like best about what you're doing I love helping people. I love helping people. And I love and I love teaching. Uh, I love watching people uh, heal and release, you know, the some of the deepest and and, and most uh, significant traumas that have held them back in their uh, in their life. I had a gentleman that I worked with, uh, did some post traumatic stress work with, uh, who, you know, had experienced a stroke because of the uh, because of the amount of, of stuff that he had been dealing with and how and the pressure that it, it created on him. And um, you know, at the end of our work, and he recovered, like, phys- physically, he was, he was fine. However, at the end of our work, you know, he, he said, you know, it's like, uh, it's like it happened to somebody else. It's like, you know, it, it, the, he had no attachment to whatever it was, it was like watching somebody else's story. And, you know, being able to give people that kind of that kind of experiment experience. And then for some of those who are interested in understanding, like, all right, well, how do I learn to do this? You know, and and then watching them be able to completely deepen their own and enrich their own life by by learning some of these tools and techniques through the Center for Rapid Enlightenment, uh, it really is um, it's extraordinarily gratifying. I bet. Um, talk a little bit about the Intentional Soul podcast. So the Intentional Soul podcast is essentially, uh, I it's my I'm my own avatar, right? So I I am the Intentional Soul, uh, and it's a podcast. that's dedicated to Finding and having conversations with people who are living intentionally, and maybe they went through a maybe they went through a transformation similar to mine, where I was an A, now I'm a B. If it's a if it's a physician who's a carpenter, or a carpenter who's now an investment banker, if they're living intentionally and they're taking and, and part of that process was they're taking risk in being able to being able to move through either limiting belief patterns or uh or adversity in some way like i want to know you and talk to you because we are developing because the podcast is about sharing the best strategies practices and tactics to be able to help the listeners get more out of a game called life that is absolutely beautiful well um we know your time's incredibly
1: valuable we greatly appreciate you spending some of it with us um for our folks who are watching and listening where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you
2: TomRossTalks.com is the URL, uh, www.tomrostalks.com, And you can always email me at Tom at TomRossTalks.com. All right. This has been Seth Green with Tom Ross
1: from Tom Ross Talks and the Intentional Soul Podcast, which is coming soon. Stay tuned for more from Tom Ross and the Intentional Soul Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Thanks, Seth. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service?